0: Welcome, everybody, to Beauty IQ, the podcast. I'm your host, Joanna Fleming. And I am your co-host, Hannah First. I'm taking Jo on a bit of a... Um, I, I won't be able to, like, speak into the mic. I'm going to take you on a bit of a tour of my apartment because I'm reorganizing all my beauty products. Yep. okay, great. Okay, so you'll have to do the, um, the commentary. Oh, my
1: God. It really does look like a bomb has hit it. Okay, so hannah's put everything oh that looks very clean hannah so we've got this um three-tier trolley and she's got everything very neatly organized in dividers where are those dividers from kmart. they're from kmart great oh okay we're in the bathroom now hannah's walking into the bathroom oh that's some good storage in there hannah you've got to be careful about poo particles on those shelves though hannah <laughs> I know
0: your poo as well. She said I just did a poo as well and it smells
1: <laughs> Okay, now she's showing me her condom collection oh in her bedroom. <laughs> I love that I have to narrate this. This is going to sound so weird because I'm listening to her on FaceTime in my headphones. I'm going back now. She's, she's going back. <laughs> well, thanks for the FaceTime tour of your house. The poo comment was my favourite.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I was going to say that actually it's not all about me reorganising my skincare. I've just... I'm just messy and so I... I've never seen that shelf in your bathroom. Oh, really? Yeah, I've decided to make use of it. I used to have little like drawers, like little clear plastic drawers in there, but I want it all on display. I want all my skincare on display. Anyway, that's my house. Great. Okay,
1: so Hannah's doing a lot of reorganization post Byron.
0: Yes, I am. Great.
1: Getting your life in order. And how's the celibacy going? Um... Tell the people what you did after our last conversation about dating.
0: Oh, I joined Hinge
1: you again. Rejoined Hinge.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I I'm not going to have sex. I'm just gonna. I'm just okay. there. To, I'm just there to like. I thought we weren't dating though for three months. <laughs> no, I said I was celibate for three months. I believe my exact words were, "I'm going to be celibate for three months."
1: Okay, all right, yeah, okay. Yeah, so you I... can still be on Hinge, but.
0: Yeah. Well, right. I've, as soon as I joined, I took myself off again. Okay. I, I have a love-hate relationship with dating apps, so I get really mm-hmm. angry at them. Like, they've done me wrong. I feel like they've done everyone wrong.
1: <laughs> yes. If it wasn't for them, ruined dating. we'd still be meeting people in public.
0: <laughs> totally. So,
1: what's on today's episode, Joanna? So, on today's episode, you actually sent me a photo of your tongue <laughs> last night and said... I have a what did, what did you say you had? I have a geographic tongue and I said I don't I don't know if you do. <laughs> so send me a photo. And so he sent me a photo. So we're going to discuss that. Yep. Spoiler alert. It is not a geographic tongue. It is something else. Yep. So we'll discuss what it actually is. And then we're speaking to Annabelle Kingsley, who is the trichologist behind the brand Philip Kingsley, all about a few different things around the Philip Kingsley brand and hair loss and which products you should buy and all of that stuff. And of course, our product we didn't know we needed. Hannah, are you confident to post the photo of your tongue on our stories is that too much? Okay, because you did follow it up with do not show
0: anyone and I
1: thought who would I send this to? Only
0: with the Paris filter. (laughs) You can post my tongue with the Paris filter. filter. (laughs) (laughs) I I had a photo of myself with my tongue stuck out and I made Mm. the – person that was photoshopping the photo major sister ruby <laughs> photoshop your tongue i didn't ask her to photoshop anything because i like to be real and authentic yeah except yeah. my tongue <laughs> so could you actually see it in that photo you could see the ridge in it yeah you could see that okay so there's a couple of things with my tongue first of all okay there's the lines like that look like little mm. little cuts almost but then there is mm. actually that one big line i didn't tell you this so when i was young i did a somersault and i like bit into my tongue so uh, that actually that actually is that's an injury that's an injury okay but the rest of it is just I was born like that and yeah, I was right. I was saying to you before that I if I was Gen Z and I was on TikTok yeah. I'd feel really self-conscious because yeah. the li- like I just see um Addison Ray and her like perfectly smooth tongue. tongue and her beautiful, smooth tongue and I'm like, if I was young watching TikTok, I'd be like, what's wrong with my tongue? You know, like I was so self-conscious of it because I I didn't think anyone would want a French kiss me. Oh, how old were you when you were thinking of that? I just thought during my teenage years, if any boys. Okay, a teenager. So when I got a little bit older, I was at the dentist and I said to the dentist, <laughs> can you shave it down? <laughs> and he said No, you'd lose all your taste buds. (laughs) Did you say that's okay? I'm after the cosmetic appearance. I was young. I was self-conscious of my tongue and my body. And anyway, so it was a confusing (laughs) time. Of all
1: the things to be self-conscious about, I wouldn't have thought a tongue would be up there, but here we are. So the geographic tongue is different to a fissured tongue. Okay. So not fisher as in like a fisherman, (laughs) F-I-S-S-U-R-E-D, like a fisher that you would also find in your nether regions. I was going to
0: say fisher, that's an anal fisher. Yeah, they
1: come out of your bum too. (laughs) So they're very different. The geographic okay. tongue from my research. So I don't have a
0: geographic tongue. I don't know who told me No, that.
1: I, I don't believe you do, but I think you've got a fissured tongue. So the geographic tongue, those people are actually missing what's called papillae in different areas of the tongue. Okay. And those spots are smooth and red and they often have slightly raised borders, whereas the fissured tongue has the deep grooves in the tongue and it like almost forms like a cracked concrete kind of appearance. So if you, like, poke your tongue out, you can see all the cracks within it.
0: Excuse me, another name for fissured tongue. Did you know this? It's also mm. known as a scrotal tongue. I think we stick with fissured. <laughs> Let's stick with Wait, that. why do they call it a scrotal tongue? <laughs> this is why people say we're unprofessional, aren't do you <laughs> Do you have a scrotal tongue? The answer might surprise you. Before you start insisting your tongue doesn't have testicles... <laughs> know this Scr- <laughs> this is a real article so scrotal tongues are super common occurring in about five percent of the u.s population yeah it's it's just cracks or grooves
1: oh my god it is too it's exactly it but just so that people know it is not e- either a fissured tongue or a geographic tongue neither of them are contagious or harmful so they're benign Yeah, yeah yeah it's just like a thing that happens But I did read in an article that sometimes the tongue can indicate other like medical deficiencies. So I'm actually reading this in like a medical article. So if you do notice that your tongue changes and you weren't like born that way, then you should go and have things checked out just
0: in case. That's just what I've read. This is so interesting. I'm just – this actually Mm -hmm. makes a lot of sense. In a 1987 study published in the British Journal of Oral and Max maxillofacial I don't know how to say that surgery that's right is that right okay scientists examined the blood samples from 40 people with fissured tongues compared to non-fissured tongue control group (laughs) sorry let me say that again compared to a non-scrotal tongued control (laughs) group (laughs) the test subjects had slightly lower mean levels of vitamin b12 ferritin and folate so vitamin b12 is actually that is what you find in poultry fish shellfish meat and meats and actually vegetarians can be deficient in vitamin b12
1: oh this makes sense And you were a vegetarian from like 12 years old,
0: so. Yeah, so that makes sense. My tongue, my tongue. Wow, (laughs) Wow, this is interesting. Anyway, continue
1: on, Joanna. Well, I mean, look, there's just nothing to worry about. We just wanted to discuss it because I actually know a couple of people with fissured tongues Mm. as well. It's common. Yeah, it is. Well, I mean, the article says 5% of people have them, so you're bound to know someone.
0: Quickly, Wikipedia is saying that the prevalence of the condition increases significantly with age occurring in 40% of the population after. After the age of 40. ah,
1: But I did read, I did read that it says to make sure you clean your tongue with your toothbrush because food debris can get caught in the grooves Mm. in the tongue and that can cause like smells and discomfort for you. So, yeah, just make sure you give the tongue a good scrub with your toothbrush. I've always been a tongue brusher.
0: I'm too old to be self-conscious about my tongue, honestly. I
1: agree. I think we've gotten past that point. I think you've kissed enough frogs. I've kissed
0: you know no one's ever complained (laughs) exactly oh what are those like putting their tongue in your mouth and being like oh what are those what are those little grooves in your tongue like I don't (laughs) think anyone can feel it
1: so trichologist Annabelle Kingsley joins us today. Now, you might recognize that surname if you're a hair care fan. Annabelle the daughter of Philip Kingsley, and now she's the brand president of Philip Kingsley Hair Care, as well as being a leading trichologist. Welcome to the show. Oh, it's my pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. So I wanted to start off because Hannah's mum, Linda, who she speaks about a lot on this podcast, has an interesting art installment in their house, which apparently reminds her of Hannah, but it depicts clumps of hair on the floor next to a shower head
0: it's also got it's also got undies as
1: well yeah. <laughs> can't forget the undies it's a strange piece of art But can we talk about hair fall when you wash your hair? What's the normal amount of hair we should be losing when we wash it? And when should we be concerned?
2: Um, That's a really good question. It's a question I get asked all the time. Um, So the first thing to realize is that hair shedding is normal and it has to happen because your hair is going through a cycle. It's it's a cycle of of, um, pretty much three main stages. So growing, shedding, and then resting and falling out. So... At any given time, you have around 90% of your hairs in the growth phase and around 10% resting and shedding. So this translates, depending on how many hairs you have on your scalp and also just your individual hair growth cycle, to around 40 to 100 hairs a day. So that's totally normal. And I don't suggest you count your hair because this can get people (laughs) into trouble Um, because it does fluctuate day to day. Some days you might lose 20, another day, you know, you might lose 120. And so it's natural to fluctuate. When to worry, I would say, so it's normally quite obvious when you are losing too many hairs on a daily basis. This is called telogen effluvium. So normally, you know, it's up to a hundred hairs a day. And with this type of hair loss, it can be up to 300, sometimes more. So you will really notice it. It's not a kind of subtle hair loss. It's quite in your face and shocking. I've experienced it before and it kind of, there's no mistaking it. It's really difficult not to stress when you're losing your hair. Mm. But I would say it's really important to try and not to, because One, stress can feed into hair loss itself because stress can cause hair loss. And also when you are losing too many hairs, it's actually a reflection of something that happened in the past anyway. So it doesn't happen right away. It's a reflection of something that happened around six to 12 weeks beforehand. Mm -hmm. If it continues for longer than three months, I'd say to seek help. And if your hair loss is accompanied by other bothering symptoms like scalp irritation, itching, inflammation, if hair loss is coming out in patches as opposed to from all over, or if you notice really severe redness um, or you feel burning of your scalp, I would say, to to seek help. Let's get
1: on to hair supplements because that's something we get asked about a lot. Some people swear by them. Others claim they're useless. I want to know what your... Thoughts are: Are there any particular ingredients we should look for in supplements if we're looking to, you know, improve hair health or grow
2: our hair? So basically, nutrition is probably the most important thing for your hair. Above what products you're using, you know, how styling it. If you're not getting your nutrition correct, your hair just isn't going um, to grow as well as it should. And the reason for this is because hair isn't an essential tissue. So. To us, it's essential. It can make or break our day. It can ruin our mood. We care deeply about it, but our bodies literally couldn't care less (laughs) because it's dispensable. So if my hair, I hope this doesn't happen, were all to fall out this very second, I would be a mess, but my body would be fine. My heart would continue to beat. My lungs would fill with oxygen and I would physically, I'd be fine. And what this means is that whatever you eat, it's first shuttled to parts of your body that keep you upright and breathing. And then your hair kind of receives any leftovers if there are any. So the reason why supplements can be really helpful is that it's really hard to eat correctly for your hair because its energy and nutritional requirements are so high and unique. So the first thing is that in order for a supplement to work, you have to take it, at least for your hair, you have to take them alongside a healthy diet. Because if you are putting supplements into your body and your diet isn't great, again, your body's just going to send those nutrients to your essential tissues. And the second is a supplement isn't meant to be a meal replacement, it's meant to be a complement to your diet. So what supplement should someone be taking? It really depends on you individually, um, there isn't really a one size fits all. So if you are someone who um, doesn't eat a lot of meat or protein and protein's really important for your hair because uh, your hair is made of protein. The first thing I'd say is eat more protein. Um, but to give your hair a bit of a boost, you can take a protein supplement. If you're a woman who is of menstruating age, so still getting your periods and they're quite heavy, chances are you might be iron deficient or ferritin, which is a stored iron um, deficient. Um, So you'd want to look for a supplement containing iron and also something containing vitamin C, which helps with iron absorption. Iron deficiency is one of the most common causes of hair loss that we see in women of all ages, um, well actually particularly premenopausal women. And other things are vitamin D, that's a really common deficiency. You can't get vitamin D um, through foods only about 10% and every single hair follicle has a vitamin D receptor. So if you're low in this, which is very common, it can cause... Quite severe hair shedding. So, I think I've mentioned vitamin B12 as well. Zinc, biotin is helpful, and then just essential amino acids as well. So, essential proteins. So, if you can find a supplement containing a nice array of vitamins and minerals that can be helpful. As a trichologist, we trust
0: you're very thorough when assessing hair and scalp concerns. Expect the unexpected was something your dad would say. Can you explain how this applies to getting to the bottom of hair or scalp issues?
2: Um, So if you're losing your hair, um, just remember, so I spoke before about your hair not being an essential tissue. So one is that nutrition really can very quickly and dramatically affect your hair, but also your general health as well. So these are two things that I really look closely at when I'm seeing someone for a consultation. So what are they eating? Um, what are their vitamin and mineral levels like? I often have people with iron or ferritin stored iron deficiency, vitamin D deficiency. I've had some people even with Biotin deficiency, which is pretty rare, but it can happen she actually because she was drinking too much um, and it was depleting her her biotin levels I've had people lose their hair because their mercury levels were too high so that was pretty unexpected um, but you have to look into all of these things and things like scalp health if your scalp is flaky or itchy, that can cause hair loss if someone was ill you know, six to twelve weeks before, um, if they were pregnant and their hair's now coming out, I'm waiting for my <laughs> hair to fall out any day. <laughs> no, but right. So the the unexpected that you know, it's not really shocking things. It's just you have to really kind of look at the at everything, the picture as a whole, which is, is why we say that we take a holistic approach at Philip Kingsley. It's exactly what we do. It's not just looking at, at one part of someone. It's looking at every single element, uh, their health, their lifestyle, diet, stress levels, and then also hairstyling habits. You know, maybe their hair's not falling out. It's actually breaking off.
1: Speaking of hairstyling, I do want to ask about the Philip Kingsley Elasticizer because this is a cult product. Hannah loves it. It's got a very so famous good. background. It was actually made for Audrey Hepburn. Yes, Am it I was right? made for Audrey Hepburn. She
0: has good She has good taste in hair care. Yes, really. she does.
1: So <laughs> some of our audience might not be as familiar with it. Can you tell us what the elasticizer is and who it's good for and how to use it? Tell us everything.
2: It is our hair hero. It is our hero product in the range and it Um, intensely hydrates hair and it adds elasticity to hair. So that's why it's called elasticizer. So hair should stretch to a third of its length when it's wet before it breaks. But this usually doesn't happen because we're dehydrating our hair and damage it through things like heat styling, um, daily brushing, sun exposure. So hair always loses some um, amount of elasticity over time. Um, an elasticizer injects that back into the hair. So it increases manageability. Um, it means, you know, your ends aren't splitting as much. It repairs damage from color treatments. It adds shine because it closes down the hair cuticle. It's really a kind of a hair product that, that does it all. Um, and it fixed Audrey Hepburn's hair, which she wasn't losing her hair. It was just dry. <laughs> So elasticizer contains um, a really amazing blend of ingredients to hydrate and nourish your hair. So there's olive oil, there's castor oil in there, um, and there's also hydrolyzed elastin, which is what is going to give your hair its strength and stretch. Um, And all of the ingredients are formulated um, at the right molecular weight to really penetrate the hair. And it works actually in as little as three minutes, which is really cool. So even if you only have an extra five minutes in the shower, you could just pop it on and, and even, and then wash it off and, and even using it really quickly is going to have a big benefit. So it's a really good product to multitask with because you can leave it in from 20 minutes to even overnight, you can sleep with it in. If you're a swimmer, we actually have something called um, swim cap cream, which is a, a water resistant elasticizer. So it is it is elasticizer, but it just has added UV protection and it is water resistant. So it takes a little longer to, to shampoo out, but that's also a really good one, especially if you're out and about in the sun a lot, it, it will protect your hair from sun damage. Yeah, that is actually a really interesting product, especially for us over here in the warm weather
1: at the moment. A lot of people are swimming and we are only recently talking about summer hair care And I actually didn't think of that product off the top of my head, but that's a really good product to use if you're going to be swimming regularly, for sure.
2: I think people forget that swimming in the sun can damage their hair because your hair doesn't have nerve endings. So, you know, you Mm. nick it, it burns, you don't feel it. Um, But your hair can burn just like your skin, as can your scalp, um, which you do feel Mm. eventually. (laughs) You do feel it when your scalp burns.
1: (laughs) The Elasticizer, is there two types? Is there like a light version and a regular version? Yes. Or did
2: I make that no, up? No, no, you didn't make it up. <laughs> and if you did, <laughs> then I'll go formulate one. Uh, so there's, a, there's a Elasticizer, the, the regular one, which is for all hair types. So that's mm-hmm. um, another reason why it's such a great product is that it will work on every single hair texture from the finest of hair to the coarsest of hair textures. Then we have elasticizer extreme and this, it's not. Better And it isn't stronger, so to speak. It's just uh, the oils are formulated into the product differently. So it's for um, coiled curly hair textures, which have a tendency to be more porous and also more delicate. So the Elasticizer Extreme is formulated specifically for that hair texture, but also for hair textures that need a little bit more um, moisture injected into them and hair that is really chemically processed. So even f- very fine blonde hair. Um, what I suggest, so this is what I have fine highlighted blonde hair, not natural. Um, and I'll put elasticizer all over and then extreme at the very ends where they're they're more porous and they need a little bit of extra help.
0: What are the biggest myths you have to constantly debunk as a trichologist?
2: So hair myths are one of my favorite things to Debunk because there are so many of them um and the the ridiculousness of some of them um is quite funny, so I'll start with my favorite, which is that if you wash your hair, it will um cleanse itself Uh (laughs) so (laughs) and it's it's quite it's a really common one shockingly but I always say if you didn't shower for a week would your body start (laughs) self-cleaning well there's YouTube videos that have girls that like I saw a YouTube
0: video and she didn't wash her hair for like a year and I was like how and I think the myth that I believed was that hair was (laughs) (laughs) self-cleaning
2: I wish it was.
1: So that's not true? <laughs> no, it's not true. I
2: think if you think about a kind of like you have a a really clean carpet and you spill something on it and that first spill, you're it's so noticeable. And you're like, oh, my God, I have to, you know, mop that up really quickly. But if you just left it and just left things to kind of keep dropping on that carpet or dropping on your like new cream shirt, eventually... You just would you'd stop noticing it because it would just be so dirty, and the same kind of applies to hair. Um, I've read about um, people who've gone for like a couple of months, especially during lockdown. People have done some pretty stra- like interesting experiments with their hair, and uh, every I haven't heard someone say that from the get go they love it. it. It's it's after maybe a month, and it's mostly because they just stop noticing how dirty their hair is but um Mm. but no it doesn't self-clean because no part of your body is is self-cleansing um (laughs) another one surrounding shampoo is that shampooing is bad for your hair causes hair loss this is a really important one to debunk because shampooing is actually really important for hair health because it helps to keep your scalp healthy and your scalp is skin so I, i always say try to draw a correlation between your scalp and the skin on your face. So whenever you're asking yourself, does this make sense? Think, would this make sense with regard to my face? So your hair grows from your scalp. Your scalp is your hair support system. So regular cleansing, um, toning, exfoliating, these are all things that are going to be really good for hair growth. You do see more hairs come out when you shampoo, but that's not because shampooing is causing hair loss. It's just Simply because when you shampoo, it dislodges hairs that were already sitting loose in the hair follicle, ready to come out. Brushing your hair is good for it. Do 100 strokes a day with your hairbrush. Please don't (laughs) because (laughs) it will fray your hair. I say treat your hair like your favorite cashmere sweater. So what would happen to your favorite sweater if you brushed it 100 times a day? Um, it would get frayed. It would start looking old and tired. Um, it would look worn out. And the exact same thing applies to your hair. So unlike your skin, once your hair has emerged from your scalp, it doesn't regenerate itself. So, you know, you nick your hand, it heals. You know, all of those cells are, are coming to, to repair your skin on your hair. You nick it. Be that with a brush, or you burn it with heated styling tools. There's only so much that you can do to repair it. It's not going to repair itself, so don't do a hundred strokes a day because because you're it's just going to be creating a lot of damage over time. Other myths: dandruff is um, due to a dry scalp, so it's actually almost always due to excess oil. So dandruff oh. is also known as seborrheic dermatitis seborrheic meaning oily so your scalp is the most oily part of your body it has so you have roughly 120,000 hairs on your scalp or hair follicles on your scalp and every single hair follicle is attached to an oil gland so that's like hundreds of thousands of oil glands producing oil so it's your it's quite rare for your scalp to become dry. Dandruff um, is a condition that's caused by an overgrowth of yeast called the Malassezia yeasts, and these love oil. So they will thrive in an oily environment, and when they overgrow, you get those kind of telltale flakes and that itching. So people will often say, These flakes are due to a dry scalp, they'll rub in oils or stop shampooing to improve their dandruff, but actually, this is just feeding into the problem. And the best treatment would be regular shampooing um, and also using a product that's specifically formulated to address dandruff. So one that targets those, the overgrowth of that yeast. So our our award-winning anti-dandruff shampoo is called Flaky Itchy Scalp Shampoo. Um, and that specifically targets the malassezia yeast, brings them down to a normal, healthy level and helps to, to clear dandruff.
1: Well, I've learned a lot from this interview. Um, I've found it really, really helpful. So I'm hoping everyone else has. Thank you so much for joining us today, Annabelle. It's been so nice to talk to you. Uh, It was such a pleasure.
0: I've heard quite a few DMs recently because I posted a lot of face masks while I was away. I Mm -hmm. I did a lot of face masks and people kept messaging me saying like, oh, by the way, which treatment mask? And then someone was using a really expensive one and they're like, is there anything that's a bit more affordable When I was recommending a cheaper alternative, I actually recommended Menensi Nutritious Skin Treatment Masks. And they've got some amazing ingredients in there. How much is this? There's five in the pack. 50 for the pack. Oh, okay. Like the ones at the supermarket are like 10 bucks each or like seven. Yeah. It's not that much more expensive, but they're really, really good. And my skin just felt like really plump and juicy. I think actually I was reading the um, product info and I really loved this line. So juicelicious, plumpifying pack of five masks. Seriously, it's juicelicious and plumpifying. I can confirm. (laughs) And I wanted to let you know what's in there. So it's got prebiotics and probiotics. It's got kangaroo Paw. That's not the pore of a yeah. kangaroo. That's actually a native no, Australian plant. Good plant. <laughs> but um, that's rich in linoleic and ferulic acid. It's got lemon and aniseed myrtle, which is antioxidant and healing prop with healing properties. It's got AHA finger lime, which is like a natural AHA. Um, but also uh, rich in finger limes, rich in vitamin C, hyaluronic acid, and also niacinamide. So it's 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 got like a powerhouse mm. kind of ingredient list on there. It's amazing. They're really really good, and and I think it's really hard to find a good sheet mask. Mm, Yes. So what is your product this week?
1: So my product this week is very new to Adore and to the world. It is the Anastasia Beverly Hills Brow Freeze. So we recently launched Anastasia Beverly Hills back on Adore Beauty. So for those who are like old school Adore Beauty fans, we actually had Anastasia Beverly Hills when I first started at Adore five years ago and we only had it for a few months and then it went exclusive with another retailer so it's back after like five years. And before it left, I got addicted to the brow wiz. loved the brow wiz. obsessed with it, kept buying it, even though we didn't stock it anymore. And then I kind of got onto a few other things and forgot about it. And so now that that's back in my life, I'm like super happy, but I got introduced to this brow freeze. So Micah sent me a message and she was like, you're going to really like the brow freeze, but just make sure you don't use a lot of it. Generally, I would go, you know, I'd, rub my um, spoolie into like a wax or um, soap so that I could pick up a lot of the product and put it through my brows. But she gave me a specific warning, do not use too much of this product. So I picked up a tiny bit on my spoolie and brushed it through my brows. And I can't even tell you how well this keeps your brows in place like the name really is true to what the product does. It really does freeze them and it gives them like that lamination appearance. So it really keeps them in place, keeps them fluffy and brushed up all day. But the thing I love most about it is that your brows don't feel dry or straw-like I guess is what I feel like some products make them feel like if they're really strong hold it doesn't make them feel like that they're still soft and it also comes out really easily with the cleanser so I've tried another product before that was more of a soap and that just it honestly would not come out of my brows like regardless if I was using an oil cleanser even it would there would still be some left over in my brows but this actually comes out really easily with the cleanser which I love but it holds all day they do not move it's like Amazing. I'm obsessed with it, but warning you need the tiniest amount. So it'll honestly take you two years to get through this tub of product because it's quite a generous tub, but it's so good. You'll obviously hear us talk about it with Anastasia in a bonus episode coming up. But yeah, we really, both of us, I think really like it. If
0: you want that brushed up brow look that's all over like Nikki Makeup's Instagram and that that kind of look, that is exactly what it does. If
1: you want the soap brow look, except you don't have to, the good thing is, is that you don't have to have any like water or like spray or anything. It's already kind of liquidy. It's like a gel, Mm. but you pick it up out like directly with your spoolie out of the tub. So it's really quite an interesting texture. I've never seen anything like it. It's almost like a brow gel, but in a hardened form. Mm. But it really is just so good for that lamination, fluffy brow look if you're, that's what you're trying to achieve, which is exactly what I try to achieve. So, yeah, that's my product. I
0: didn't know I needed it. So we had our first day back at the office. Mm, we did. Joe. And I, we actually, um, it'll be coming out. Might even be out by the time this episode ends. Yeah, so we've actually we're bringing we're bringing Beauty IQ to a screen near you, actually. And yes, it's just YouTube, but um, <laughs> Bachelorette, we're still waiting to hear from you. You know what, we
1: that should be our application video. Maybe yes! we should send that in to them.
0: Oh, that's yeah. such a good idea. Yeah, let's send that
1: in. Then we don't even have to like film a separate one. Yeah,
0: and they'll know not to order you uh, espresso coffee. espresso martini yeah. for your dates already. <laughs> or, or maybe they will. They might want to. They might want to like secretly like spike your drinks sabotage coffee, me, yeah, and yeah. sabotage you yeah. for, the, for the content. And see who supports me. So you're, you're up for it. You'll do anything for the content, including yeah. having bu- diarrhea on a first date.
1: Yeah, I would do that. <laughs> if,
0: if it meant the content was good, I probably would. I was trying to think. <laughs> (laughs) the other day have i ever had diarrhea on a date i actually don't know if i have lucky you (laughs) (laughs) i've definitely gotten like really constipated on a holiday with a boyfriend you know what we've never done an episode on um constipation suppositories (laughs) oh my god i have
1: like such good stories about suppositories I'll bring Dr. Lucinda on just so we've got a professional. Can we
0: actually do it on constipation though? Because constipation is... Yes.
1: No, no, that's on my list. Yeah, we'll definitely do that.
0: Yay. Can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) See you next week, guys. Thanks, everyone, for joining
1: us today. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. It helps other people to discover us. And also, we really want to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you can leave us a review,
0: that would be much appreciated.